Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. What up, vibers? Welcome to the second part of a mental health and parenting talk with Kelsey. Enjoy. So the pandemic really affected everybody in different ways, positive and negative. Unfortunately, some people lost their jobs, but I myself can say that during the pandemic, like, I think I've always had, you know, I've struggled with a little bit of mental health issues, whether it be anxiety, a little bit of depression, but I myself found that, you know, the pandemic, just the world being shitty. And also the fact that like, now I go from being in an office and seeing people to working from home, which the first couple of days felt like it was great. And then after kind of kept going and going. The walls close in on you after a while. Yeah, I, I am in a one bedroom condo. Like I literally can look at all four walls in two seconds. So yeah, the walls really closed in on me and I struggled. I really struggled with my mental health. And I'm just wondering how you feel like the pandemic impacted your mental health. So during the pandemic, I was working healthcare in a different company that I work for now. So I was able to work from home, but I was scheduling like PSW and nursing visits. Oh, that was probably really bad. Yes. Because like you're dealing with the pandemic on a personal level, but then now you're dealing with the pandemic on in healthcare. Yeah. And I mean, people calling in, people not showing up. Plus I had Alex home and I was homeschooling. A kid who has dyslexia and dysgraphia and had to learn on a computer. So by the end of every day, I was like ready to pull my hair out. Some days I would literally like cry myself to sleep because I was just so just so mentally done. And I know like for myself with the job that I was doing, we were really short. I mean, all healthcare was really short staffed, but we were short staffed to the point that I would get people calling me, loved ones of clients calling me, telling me like, because of you, my, my loved one's going to die or like just horrible things that, I mean, I'm pretty good in those situations, but like after a while it starts to, starts to wear you down Yeah, and you start to get to know some of your clients on like a more personal level. And then hearing, I mean, some of them did pass. Uh, some of them passed due to COVID. Some of them passed due to, you know, the fact that they were on our services because they were, it was going to, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah. So that was like, that was probably one of the harder parts. And partway through the pandemic, I ended up leaving work and just focusing on teaching Alex. And that was, again, something I was really grateful for the fact that we were able to financially do that because, it was, it got to the point where he would be in school all day and I would be trying to work, but he'd have to have like his desk right next to mine. And I'd have to basically be in school with him and still trying to do my job. And it just got to the point where it was like not feasible. And I ended up leaving my job and just basically focusing on Alex's school and being a mom and trying to teach a kid with a learning disability how to learn in a way that was hard for all kids his age to learn in a way that none of us have ever had to learn. And then we had a good thing come out of COVID as well. We had, James used to do long haul truck driving. 
right, he arrived to the states. Yeah, and he would be home maximum thirty six hours a week. That's crazy. And most of that would be spent sleeping. So for a few years, I was basically a single parent. Yep. And sometimes he would work opposite shifts as well. So he would be gone, but he would drive all night and sleep all day. So we would have to schedule like an hour before I went to bed where he would be awake for us to talk. And that's hard. this happened pre-pandemic. This happened during the pandemic, but thankfully through it, he kind of saw like, you know, yeah, the money is great, but my family needs me home. And yeah. we were able to have him find a job that was local. Yay! So he is actually able to, you know, be a bigger part of the family now. And him and Alex have had their relationship grow, which is amazing. And he's home every night. Some nights he's, you know, still home a little bit later, but he is home every night. He gets every weekend to actually spend doing stuff with family. Whereas before he'd come home for the weekends for 36 hours and he'd sleep for probably 20 of them. Yeah. So yeah. And now he's kind of on the same schedule as we are. And so he was able to come to Alex's hockey games and, you know, be a part of family dinner. And when Alex gets home from school, he's, you know, every day they have their, how was your day at school? And, you know, before it was trying to be a dad through a phone, which is really hard. Yeah. And I mean, granted we have that option now. I wouldn't want to live through this pandemic when we were kids because FaceTime was not a thing. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's true. Yeah. And his dad is also a truck driver. And there was a lot of things that kind of came up, especially during the pandemic that kind of came up mentally for him of, you know, I used to feel this way. And I know my dad was doing what we needed as a family, but as a kid, this is how I felt. And then it was kind of that, okay, well, if you felt that way, how do you think Alex feels? And that was kind of how we came to the decision of, is the money worth it? Or is you being home worth it? So now he's local. And thankfully I've been able to go back to work because Alex is back at school. That's awesome. So that sounds like that's James's like best accomplishment of yeah. last year. What what's an accomplishment of yours that you're proud of from last year? I would say Oh, that's hard. I'd say probably my self-awareness, like just being able to realize what it was that I needed. Like I needed to leave that job. Yeah. I mean, I loved what I did. I loved my clients. A lot of it was actually the people I worked with that were the issue and being able to just stand up for myself and advocate for myself that I, this isn't what I need. This isn't working for me anymore, especially having a kid being home, doing school and being able to say, you know what? No, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't worth it. And the hardest part was leaving my clients and some of the people that I, cause I did the scheduling, some of the people that I worked with, I mean, there's still some of them that call me on a regular basis. Like that was the hardest part. And I think that's the hardest part leaving any job is <laughs> you re- you build these relationships, but True. I think giving myself that backbone because for so many years I, I didn't, and I still struggle so much. I'm such a people pleaser to a fault sometimes that I don't want to disappoint people. And I am too. yeah. So that was, I think one of my biggest accomplishments is learning that there's a fine line between people pleasing and losing yourself and putting yourself last. And you have to be able to put yourself first. So being able to realize that it wasn't serving me, it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything positive for me anymore, other than a paycheck. And we weren't in a position. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need, I need to work on that. I need to work on 
not trying to please everyone and thinking I still about, struggle with it. <laughs> like it's, it's super, super hard. Yeah. But one last question before we close it out, what are some healthy thoughts or goals that you'd like to accomplish in 2022? My goal for 2022 physically, I want to get to a point where I've reached a solid year of going to the gym without giving up on it, without giving up on myself. I started a program that was eight weeks other than the one week off that I had to take because COVID, (laughs) which I'm not counting because like legally I wasn't allowed to go to the gym, (laughs) but I'm almost done that eight week program and I've already signed myself up for the next one because I'm finding it's helping me stay accountable, having that timeline, but I want to reach like a full year where I didn't give up on myself at the gym. I put myself first. I stuck to my routine. And then mentally, I've actually started writing like an autobiography. Slowly. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to have to come on and talk about it when you're done. You know that. That means you're yes. hooked. You're, you're hooked. I'm getting you. I'm going to be the first podcast that you're on to talk about it. You, yes. you guys heard it here. She's not allowed to go anywhere else. It's, <laughs> it's in a contract it's happening. But yes. That's I've been through some crazy things in my life that it took a long time for me to open up about. And a big part of me opening up is realizing that there's, I'm not the only person that's gone through some of these things and somebody else may need to hear what I've been through and that I've come out on the other side. I still have bad days, but you know, I've, I've got a family, I've got a life, I've got a career and maybe some of the things I've been through will help someone else. And I've always been told that, I mean, in grade eight, my graduation, when they gave me my diploma or whatever it is you're <laughs> in grade eight the teacher that gave it to me said that he saw me traveling the world and being a motivational speaker and then when I graduated high school they said something along the same lines my mom's always said that I should you know write a book for the things that I've been through and I mean my biggest thing for writing the book is there's some things that still not everyone knows and I think that's like the scariest part. You know, there's some things that have happened that my own parents don't know and things that have happened that, you know, my partner doesn't know and things that have happened that my son one day yeah. will know. So that's kind of the hardest part, but it's been really good healing wise to be able to get it out. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to take a very long time. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I don't care if it takes three to five years. Cause I better, <laughs> I better have this podcast in three to five years. So and even, even if I don't, I'll do a bonus episode. Just for <laughs> this. I am so excited for you. I think that that's amazing. I want to hear all about your story. I know that I know some bits and pieces about stuff that's happened in your life. So there's definitely going to be a lot more that I learned, but about your physical goal, I want to be part of that physical goal in joining you. And I also actually really want to consistently work out for a year. So bitch, we're holding each other accountable. (laughs) We have, we have the Apple watch group. I know I had mine stretching right now, (laughs) but yes, but things like that, actually, that was part of the reason why I got my Apple watch is because I wanted an extra step to kind of help myself, uh, stay motivated because, I've been good and I'm on week seven, a seven week streak of being on my Yay! 
So that feels really, really good. That sounds like such a small accomplishment, but like you and I both know that people that haven't been into the gym in a really long time, it's fucking huge. Yeah. I was like, I need more because I can get my ass up in the morning or I can at some point that fucking bike is staring at me in the face and I feel guilty when I don't go on it. So, and it's not a coat rack. I can see it. It's not a coat rack. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's definitely not. It's too fucking expensive to be a coat rack. Right. But my issue is my job uh, right now is sedentary where I'm sitting. I, I work as a health and safety coordinator and Monday to Friday, I'm at the office for three of those days, two of those days I'm out on the road. So I get out, but I am still sitting in my car when I'm traveling, but I'm walking and I'm out and I'm more physical, but it's just three days that I'm at the office that I'm a fucking potato. I told somebody (laughs) that I'm like this one day I had a Fitbit. I'm like this one day I only did 200 fucking steps in the eight hours I was working. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing. I didn't move. I sit and I work and I get so that's my issue is like, sometimes I can't pull myself away from the computer. I'm just like working away. I get so into it. So you it. have an Apple watch, set yourself up. You can set yourself up for X amount of time. Your watch will yell at you to stand. It will yell at you to take a break. So that's how I set mine up. Cause I also have a sedentary. Well, a little bit more active now, but majority a sedentary job working in healthcare. And I actually, when it tells me to get up, my work knows. Up. If you see me pacing in circles for five minutes, I'm pacing in circles for five minutes because my watch is yelling at me. Okay. So when we're done recording, you need to show me how to set that up. Cause I do have with my stand goal right now, I set my stand goal to like 12 hours, but I, I don't feel like it's even enough. Cause like, it'll buzz at me. I'll be like time to move. And I'll be like, okay, one second. And then like, it'll go off again and I'll get up, but it's not as often. Like I actually went to the chiropractor two weeks ago now. And he told me just because I'm slouching so much and I'm like hunched over, he told me that I should be getting up one, uh, for one minute, every 20 minutes. And I was like, I don't even get up for one minute, every hour, You're <laughs> 20 minutes. And he's like, well, if you break it down and this made a lot of sense to me when he said it, but he's like, if you break it down and you're only getting up for one minute, every hour, that means you've only gotten up for eight minutes in eight hours. He's like, that's not good. And I was like, wow, I never really thought of it like yeah. that. And that makes sense. So bitch needs to get up. <laughs> you know, fucking potato. <laughs> so I also do when I first started, I also did it where I would like just set myself even random reminders and it would just be like just a reminder on my phone that comes through to my Apple Watch. Yep. And I would start where I would get up and it would go off and I would say, "Okay, I'm not allowed to sit back down until I do 20 20 squats." And then like the next time it would be I'm not allowed to get up or sit back down until I do like 10 lunges and I would just set myself different ones so that I was kind of training my brain like you get up you're not sitting down until you do something I like that oh that's really good I really (laughs) well before I close out our question portion of our episode I'd just like to open the floor and just ask you was there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about I don't think so I think we kind of went all over the map. (laughs) That's usually how our conversation goes. And I Um, love that. I don't think so. I think everybody, like one of the issues with the stigma for mental health is everybody thinks that there's this specific roadmap they're supposed to follow or the specific category they're supposed to fall into. And I think that's absolutely 
absolute bullshit. Whatever works for you is not going to work for someone else. Everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's trauma is a little bit different. And a big thing is people who grew up in trauma, which at this point is everybody, but people who grew up in very bad trauma, they're the kind of people that, like I said, I have boundaries and I don't allow toxic people in my life, but you have to set those boundaries and you also have to have a way of allowing those people to grow into their own journey because people who go through so much toxicity in their life when things are calm they don't know how to be calm they need to those people that create drama they need to create drama because that's all they know and I found there's a few people that I didn't cut off fully but I set my boundaries they still weren't at that part of fixing themselves and I was I was honest with them and just said I'm not cutting you off I'm here for the emergent things that you need I'm still here as a support but these are the boundaries I'm setting. This is the distance I'm putting. And this is why I'm putting that distance. And it's kind of was like they're give themselves a head, a head shake to be like, hang on a minute. Maybe I am the problem yeah. and look into themselves. But also everybody's looks a little bit different. Like some people writing a gratitude journal, they'll be like, why am I doing this? Cause it's not changing anything. Other people need their time to, you know, get up and scroll social media I actually have a setting on my phone. I'm only allowed to look at social media, all social media for 30 minutes a day. And then it locks me out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, that yeah. you have an iPhone, I'm guessing then obviously, yes. because I know that there's like crazy settings like that. Yeah. I could never. <laughs> only, it took some getting used to. Only for the fact that now with my podcast, part of my podcast is social media. So I'm constantly when I'm not in recording, I I'm constantly thinking of content creation. Like that's how my brain is always going. Like, so I'm constantly on my phone thinking of like, okay, what can I do next? What can I do this? Like how I can, are you being strict about what you're doing on social media? Are you just scrolling TikToks to get content or are you actually like working the business side of it? I'm not working the business side of it the entire time, but, but I have just recently in the last, like probably three weeks started setting my phone up so that at, I think it's nine 30, my phone goes on, do not disturb. So people can't bother me, which also helps me know it's time to put down my phone because yeah. my issue is at night in the morning. I have too much fucking shit that I need to do in the morning that I'm like, I don't have time to scroll on my phone, but at night I'll get like super into my phone. And the next thing, you know, I blink and it's like 11 o'clock and I'm like, why am I staying up late for something? If it's not feeding into my podcast, I don't have fucking time for it. I should be saving. So I did. That's why I actually made the timer or whatever. I'm like, like, I can, there you can hit ignore for 15 minutes or you can hit ignore for the day or whatever but I try not to do that as much as possible um but there's sometimes where like like when it's locked it doesn't tell me someone sent me a message it doesn't tell me someone's like like literally all notifications are off so it's good in a sense of like I'm not mindlessly scrolling or I'm not you know searching for how many likes I got on a photo or something ridiculous um, it's been really good for training my brain in that way because now I go on and I'm like, oh, these people like my photo. Cool. And and then it's over because yeah. I've now went like 12 hours without looking at my phone, but so I can, ignore. I shouldn't 
message you over Instagram. I should only ever message you over text, clearly. Yes. <laughs> but I've actually, since I've started doing it, there's some days where it actually doesn't turn off. So I, like there's some days where I'm not even reaching my 30 minutes on all social media. Wow. So that's made a big difference in just the way that I spend my time because yeah. I've noticed and like they say if you have time like in work if you have time le- to lean you have time to clean I so- say that to people all the time <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that knows that <laughs> so I kind of adapted that myself to like if I have time to sit and watch Netflix or if I have time to scroll my social media what other thing could I be doing that I'm trying to tell myself I don't have time to do that was my big thing for the gym. Oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. I, so I, I, I started, started setting my alarm for four o'clock in the morning. You got no. time to go to gym because ain't nobody else in the world awake <laughs> to distract you. That's true. <laughs> and I, I like that. I also set up actually this last week, a sleep timer thing on yes. my phone where now it's like, bitch, you should be asleep. So it's set, I think for 10 30. Like guilts you into yeah, it. Yeah. So like, then oh. when I, when I even click on my phone, it says sleep and it's like, you dumb bitch. Yeah. It's supposed I to have be the sleeping. same thing. <laughs> yeah. I do that. And honestly, that's actually helped me the last couple of days. I'm, and it sounds like you're practicing this really well and I should take a little bit of your advice and maybe I should limit my amount on my phone, but I'm trying really hard to be in the moment. And mm-hmm. I find that sometimes I let social media take me away from moments that I could be enjoying. So I'm definitely trying to work on that. I was pretty good. Actually, last year, I went on a Instagram, Facebook, I think I stayed on TikTok, but Instagram and Facebook uh, hiatus. And I actually deactivated my accounts for, I think it was two months. And Mm -hmm. it was incredible how much more productive I was. Yeah. And I mean, I, in the last little bit, I am doing the same thing, trying to be more in the moment. And I've actually noticed that I used to take, again, mom problem. I used to take the photos of everything and was never in the photos, but had photos of everything. Alex's first this, Alex's first that, Alex's 27th this, Alex's 47th that. And now I'm finding like, I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm like, oh my God, I have so much less photos, but the photos that I do have, are photos I'm in. That's good. Now that I've stopped taking all of the photos, it's also kind of made it that other people are realizing like, Hey, if we want a photo, we've got to be the one to take it. So now like Alex's Alex finished hockey and Alex had his Taekwondo belt ceremony. And there's a photo of me and Alex in it. Whereas normally it would be a photo of Alex and his dad, a photo of Alex and his grandparents. And then it was always every time I'd be like, Hey, I took 47 photos and I'm in none of them. Yeah. That's brutal. So it's kind of forced me to be in the moment, but it's also forced the people around me that to allow you have to be responsibilities in the as well. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I don't have as like, I don't have photos of all these little things that at the time I'm like, oh, this is so cute, but I'm never going to use that photo again. Yeah. So I'm now like last weekend, I got two photos of Alex skateboarding for the first time. But then once those two photos were done, I spent three hours skateboarding with my kid instead of having 400 pictures of him on a skateboard that all look the same. 
So <laughs> what you're saying is it's disturbing that I currently have 15,298 photos and 3,031 videos on my The fact phone. that your phone isn't like snail slow is amazing to me. <laughs> Actually, it's really funny that you said that because it has been really slow lately. It's been telling me that I've used up my storage. I actually pay monthly for my storage. I think it's time to get an external hard drive. I just have a problem with saving a lot of stuff and screenshotting things and taking pictures. But before we close out, I just want to play a quick game of would you rather self-care edition. <laughs> so, would you rather get a massage or get a mini petty? Massage. Would you rather watch a hilarious video or take a nap? Mm, that was hard. <laughs> A hilarious video. Would you rather sit on the front porch and admire nature or take a bubble bath? Front porch. Sitting outdoors during the day and watch the clouds move or watch the stars at night? Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the daytime. Keep up with your favorite podcast, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) <laughs> or watch your latest episode, uh, the latest episode of your favorite show. Podcasts. I listen to podcasts or self-help books on audiobooks all the time, which by the way, will save you a million hours when you listen to your books instead I of reading them. them. I need, I actually need to try that. I listen to podcasts all the time. A really good podcast. If you're not already listening to it is the mindset mentor. I listen to that one. I love that one. And then the last one is drive with the windows down for air or jam your favorite song and sing it at the top of your lungs. Oh, sing it hundred <laughs> percent. I'm like it. the worst person on a road trip. Like it's literally <laughs> like identity thief. Um, I'm Melissa McConaughey. Yeah. You, can you mean Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, that one. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I was like, Melissa McConaughey. Are we talking Matthew McConaughey? Did he get a wife? I like, just like what? mixed them together. It's fine. I just finished his book. He's probably on my mind. <laughs> oh, I, I've heard that he is just really great at like audiobooks and stuff. Um, in his book, he has a book, I think it's called Green Light that I just finished, and he reads his own book. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's very relaxing, very exciting. Even when he's telling you about horrible things, you're like, go on, sir. <laughs> you're like, oh, I could listen to you all day. Pretty much. I think I listened to the audiobook in a day and a half. Holy shit. <laughs> that is quick. Well, we will finish off our episode. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining me today, sharing all of your wise words, things that I'm going to jot down later and think about myself, but also sharing with our audience. So thank you again for coming on. And I can't wait to re-listen to this myself. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Anytime, you know that we got to get you back on. Yes, I will will get to writing. (laughs) Yes, please do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Vibers. Have a good day. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye, Vibers.